This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon and happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, dude. It is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, that's right. As uh, as the show comes out, it'll be uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And, uh, dude, what are, you, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What you got going on? Oh, you know, I thought that I might, uh, yeah, I might take a little, uh, little trip, go, go back to the old J town and, uh, and see what's, what's going on, going on. Uh, yeah, you coming, you coming back to see me, right? I'm coming back. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun for a couple of days anyway. It, it should be fun. It's, it's wild, man, because like, yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't actually mention this on the podcast, but I will anyway. There's, there's a couple <laughs> of folks that like, you know, when, when you're coming home, uh, and especially, uh, probably, probably entrepreneurs can, can probably recognize this. You come home and there's going to be some people, people you gotta be like, Hey, you got to hit up cause they owe you money and they never paid up before you left. And then there's some <laughs> people that are ready to hit you up cause you owe them money. <laughs> Dude, that's so, hilarious. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's I, I won't good. go into the details, but that's, uh, that's been like the course of the last couple of emails. It's just like, Hey, I'm about to be in town. According to your contract, you owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I just hope uh, I'm not in either of those categories. As I, well, no, I, mean, I no, wouldn't mind no. it if you owed me some money. I could use some, nah, I don't that, know, some beer money be or some Boodles money or something like that. But, Dude, you know uh, what? I do. You know, for, for all intents and purposes, I do owe you some Boodles money. We should we should go out for a drink if we can while I'm in town. <laughs> we should do that. That needs to happen. Yeah, that needs to happen. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to. It's going to be fun to record. Uh, man, record some content while you're here, and um, man, yeah. just uh, enjoy the. Uh, Enjoy some time. So that'll be great, man. Look, yeah. we've got some great holiday episodes coming your way. Of course, you know, uh, longtime listeners know we, we traditionally do a, a tracking and packing around this time of year. Uh, so look for that next week. We'll have a lot of fun talking about various uh, things for carrying your pipes as you travel around for the holidays and uh, and then some more uh, some more great holiday themed goodness uh, that uh, yeah we, we really think you're gonna love uh, now John David I know a lot's going on uh, there at the Squire and beyond Ooh, what's, uh, what, what's going on what's going on back at Jackson man, <laughs> man well it, it is an exciting week and we've got uh, a lot going on so I, I'll get the um, you know the first uh, pipe related thing out of the way man it, it is Thanksgiving week and of course that means it is the week of Black Friday and of course um, you know we always uh, you know when th- people think of Black Friday typically they think of uh, places like Best Buy and Target and Walmart and some of these places but um, man that uh, applies uh, to to the country squire as well and and generally does and so um, man Black Friday through Small Business Saturday and on through Cyber Monday uh, we will be having an awesome sale uh, the email should go out about this later today we hope uh, it, it'll be an additional 10% off pipe so a lot of our pipes uh, actually are already on sale. We've got a lot of uh, pipes that are already at a great price, pipes like uh, Chacombe, um, Savinelli, Peterson, uh, Nording, um, you know, Dunhill, Costello, but then we're actually going to add an extra 10% on top of that, which is exciting. So, um, man, it just, just a really great pipe sale. And then also 15% off all of our, uh, house blends here at the shop. So all these Squire original blends that we've put uh, a lot of work into and are really proud of, um, those will be, uh, 15% off as well. And that includes figgy pudding and, uh, and cordial friends are our two seasonal blends, which are, which are blowing out. Yeah. So, so that that's that's the first first housekeeping thing, man. Second, we had a really special uh, thing happen here. Um, I guess it was uh, two weeks ago. Now it was actually two weeks to the day. Um, 
Our dear, dear friend, uh, who's been a longtime customer of the Country Squire, uh, Jay, Jay Hayes, he lives in Macomb, Mississippi, and um, man, it, just a, a really generous, genuine, tender-hearted guy. I always love uh, talking to him and his wife, Eva. They're uh, just really kind people, them and their children, but, um, mm. but Jay uh, actually made the Country Squire a tobacco press. A gig- <gasps> a gigantic tobacco press, man. It's so no. it's amazing. It's am- and I haven't put photos out of it yet, but um, but that'll be announced today. I'm actually gonna uh, try to try to blast that out on social media. But but Jay, Dude! man, it's incredible. So so we this was actually in the works for uh, a long time, and it was long time. It was a, it yeah. was a piece that uh, the squire was was missing. It was something that we uh, we really wanted in order to kind of broaden our uh, abilities to um, you know create custom blends and 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 we didn't want to go halfway in we wanted something that would make a really significant um impact on you know what we're able to do um and, and jay he, he actually approached me about this he was like look I, I love the shop i've been there for so long and um you know he, he appreciates you know what we've done and everything which is so kind and um and so he was like, "Look, what what if I what if I made you a tobacco press? Would you would you use it? Would you put it in the shop? Would you display it?" And of course, I'm immediately salivating right over the idea. Yeah, of this. Right, and, right, right. Now, when we talk about tobacco press, so um, you know the new pipe smoker that might be out there, think about um, you, you know when you press tobacco. You're you're basically accelerating the aging process, right? You're you're taking these leaves and you're forcing them uh, into a confined space, which is going to uh, create th- those uh, you know the moisture in those leaves will marry up, uh, heat tends to increase, um, you know the flavors will get more intense, and uh, you know the the sugars and all that stuff gets a lot more complex. It's uh, it's just a really magical process. As we talked about before on the podcast, there's no uh, substitute for time pressure and heat and uh and man this 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 huge tobacco press that jay was so kind enough to make and and actually he got the whole family involved in on it even his kids helped uh decorate it and it was just so precious man so so sweet but um so man we so uh he you know we've got the ability now to do some cool stuff with this it's a it's a large uh you know six foot tall uh piece of furniture it's actually pretty cool if i'm remembering right jay he he actually made this out of planks from an old old uh, railroad boxcar, <laughs> which is, um, it's just a beautiful piece of furniture, man. And, it, you know, perfect. because of that, and it's just very antique looking. It's uh, really, really nice. So it's a big screw jack that's there. And um, so we've got uh, a couple of, uh, about three and a half pounds of tobacco in there right now. It's been in there two weeks and I'm actually going to take it out later today and we're going to see what's up. So, uh, man, just, just look forward to that. You know, as far as Squire blends and all that stuff, uh, you know, th- we, we're looking forward to, um, you know, putting out some stuff that I think is going to be pretty special, um, you know, with with that with that particular thing so pretty cool that's incredible man that's that's been that's pretty been a cool. dream of yours for some time too so yeah that's, long, that's all i had no clue this is i'm learning about this for the first time that this a is a long time so that's yeah that's awesome pretty pretty sweet so man, right, i gotta ask though have, have you done like have you done the maiden voyage like pipe tobacco so to speak like is that has that already like yeah, transpired so that- 
like I said, you know, we've got three and a half pounds of tobacco in there right now. But the thing, the thing is, is it was just kind of whatever tobacco. It was, it wasn't right, thoughtful. Right. It wasn't like a thoughtful, um, you know. Uh, it's the beta test. It's the beta. Like I, we literally just, uh, to be honest with you, we had we had a whole bunch of tobacco put back that when we were blending one day we messed up a recipe and we just had a whole bunch of tobacco <laughs> sitting back there and it's yeah. like what are we gonna do with it? It's really good tobacco, but it's like, man, I mean, you hate to just put it in the whatever jar because so much of it and it's you know just so we were kind of scratching our heads thinking well maybe in the springtime we can use it for a, a limited edition blend and and you know combine it with some other stuff and make it make it good and um and so anyway you know jay brings this uh, tobacco press in and that night we're kind of sitting around and we're like what are we going to do with it and i'm like man i want to put something in it now wait I've got just the thing, <laughs> and uh, man, it was it was so exciting. So we, uh, man, we're we're fired up about it, and it'll be. Um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting. We're we're you know that's great. Eager to eager you could you could release it as like guinea pig or beta test or alpha test. Or oh yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, you know gu- what I mean? guinea, guinea pig number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's great. it'll be good. Chimps man. in well, space. That's what it is. It is. I'll, I'll be chimps in yeah. space. <laughs> I'll be sure to. Uh, I'll be sure to send you a uh, send you a, send you. A little brick of it so um man finally oh, that'd be great. well you know i could uh yeah yeah F- finally sorry and, sorry go ahead no it's okay Th- this is this is really exciting and th- this is a big announcement for the pipe community and we are um man just very pleased to announce it uh here today and of course i've been uh everyone is familiar with the international lunting society right good friends of the show scott Bidler. um you know he has uh you know been to dear friend since uh, day one and uh, of course really active in the pipe smoking community and um, there's lunters man all over the world right that uh, you know interact with our with our show and um, you know with the lunting society it's just such a such a precious uh, thing you know the whole idea of uh, outdoor activity with um, you know with your pipe and, and and smoking and you know the camaraderie that kind of goes around that and man we have announced uh this week that uh we are going to uh we're partnering with the international lunting society to hold a lunt and we are holding it for the pipe community right here in jackson mississippi <laughs> man this is just dreams coming true it's left so and right cool, i feel like christmas man. is coming early this I is amazing it. i know we have worked you know this has been something we've wanted to do for a very long time and you know the squire is going to turn 50 years next year and so um we've got a lot of events kind of in the works that we are um you know uh, going to be rolling out and this is this is one of the first announcements that kind of coincides with that so march 28th uh 2020 here in jackson mississippi at lafleur's bluff state park uh we will host a lunt to remember uh by the international lunting society uh and sponsored by the country squire and man just so so excited um it's kind of cool get this so the the you know the um the idea here, of course, it's called A Lunt to Remember, and we'll be raising uh, money for the Alzheimer's Foundation, right? A Lunt to Remember, mm, Alzheimer's mm. Foundation. That's so, so, so um, yeah, very good. Really cool, man, really cool. It's going to be a free event. Uh, the only thing you'll have to pay for uh, is parking um, at the state park. It's like four bucks per car, not a big deal. Anything we raise as far as t-shirt sales and, and other things, donations, we're going to do raffle. Um, you know, All that will go to um, you know the 
uh, the Alzheimer's Foundation. But, um, man, 3 p.m. Uh, March 28th here in Jackson, Mississippi, there's camping available at LaFleur's Bluff State Park. And also nice. a, there's a beautiful state park uh, just to the east of town here called Ro- Roosevelt State Park. And that has uh, even more camping opportunities and uh, hiking and, and fishing and all that kind of stuff, too. So really, really awesome. Uh, we are so excited about that and just really fired up to uh, partner with Scott and the International Lunting Society. Uh, w- one of the most fun things about this, Bo, uh, you know, we're hoping pipe smokers from all over the southeast and, and even the country come to this thing. We want it to be a big uh, a, a big event. We're, we're, we're going to have, um, you know, food and, and vendors and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, Ira Barger, a pipe smoker um, who is a very accomplished musician, does a lot of um, man, uh, bluegrass, blues, uh, grungy soul stuff. He's a He's a Mississippi native, lives in Louisiana, uh, but he is going to uh, be here uh, providing live music and jamming out. And, uh, man, we are just so stoked. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, man. Um, Anyway, awesome time. Mark your calendars. Make plans to come. Actually, you can go to lunting.org, which is the um, you know the the website for the International Lunting Society. And man, you can actually sign up today to uh, to do this. There's all kinds of details on there. Uh, place you know details on the state park we're going to do this at. Uh, other things about our area and Jackson. And uh, man, we're just uh, we're, we're really really excited about this. So um, man, uh, the International Lunting Society and the Country Squire, a lunt to remember, March 28th. 2020 uh be here and uh and we are so uh so excited to host this fun event so um yeah man, man that's it's gonna be great that sounds incredible <laughs> look that sounds like so much fun it, it, it's kind of hard for me sitting here thinking that i'm just sitting here in houston and, and having to miss out on that i might need to make something happen might i was about to, to say uh, yeah, maybe yeah. bo missing out on on something that uh that major i don't know I, that, it that's, seems that's like a road huge. trip maybe uh <laughs> that, that, yeah that that seems uh you know episode 300 level huge I, i'm just throwing it I, you know i don't know we, we might have to um might have to kick around a few ideas uh I some more on that I, in the future no, that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be a lot of fun hey man uh look we are we know we, we got a lot of uh of housekeeping obviously there's some major announcements big things that are going on yeah. and it yeah. just occurred to me you know as we're sitting here obviously it's a thanksgiving uh, episode a lot of times these holiday episodes are not necessarily like you know the best episodes for new listeners to come on but based on what we're about to be talking about here i have a feeling that we've got a lot of new listeners tuning into this because we're going to be doing something that nobody has really done all that much uh in in the pipe tobacco world and that is going to be diving into pipe tobacco and pipe smoking in the world of star wars or rather the galaxy of star wars uh but first before we do that we still have a few more housekeeping items to to get to but but stick stick around because i promise uh you know we we are we are going to get there uh, of course we do have coming up uh our best of 2019 uh special episode that we do every single year now what you'll need to do to be able to participate so you can go ahead and start uh, putting in your nominees if you have, head over to our facebook or twitter channel uh you will be able to actually see posts for each individual category and in those posts you can comment or reply with who you feel should be nominated for those various categories um and this year we've got all the same uh categories as last year plus a few new ones we got best pipe carver youtube channel pipe manufacturer pipe tobacco blend specifically like an artisan blend tin tobacco tobacconist publication web or print pipe tamp and for the first time ever we were also gonna have two new categories entering in uh the best pipe case of 2019 and the best 
broad pipe accessory of 2019. So that is completely yeah. open to whatever you want to throw in there. Um, that's a pipe accessory. We want to kind of make sure that we've got room for that this year. So uh, head over to facebook.com slash country squire radio or at squire radio on Twitter. Look for those posts coming out this week uh, in uh, following Thanksgiving and you can go ahead and start putting in those nominations. Uh, we'll have a little bit more on that next week. Uh, and next week also we've got, uh, we've got some new uh, club members we got to get to, but man, we, we got a big show. We got to jump into, man. It's uh it's a little late in the game here. So we got to, we got to make it happen. <laughs> so John David, I want to take you back. I can't, first of all, let me just state quickly. I can't believe we're about to talk about this. This, I mean, no, it, we have to, this is fan. This is fantastic, but it is so country squire radio. <laughs> And, and, it, and it is so Bo York. Like when when I was confirming our uh, episode for this week, uh, you know, and and then I got you to you know it, it remind me what what we were going to talk about. I was just like, I love you, man. <laughs> Come on, man. And I said, I know, I know. Look, I know. Tee it up, man. A long time ago, on a podcast not that far away. A podcaster in the pipe world named Bo York made the claim that there was no pipe smoking in Star Wars. And then, like the lights, the spark of rebellion was sent out (laughs) as the masses came with their blasters and torches to explain, how dare you, sir? How dare you say there's no pipe smoking in in Star Wars? Because, of course, there is. How dare you forget nameless Ewok in the back corner of Return of the Jedi? Exactly, and, uh, and 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 you went on to be raked over the coals, right? <laughs> over and over and over again. Look, this uh, we mentioned it last week, but of course, a uh, good friend of the show, Brian Levine, uh, took took to uh, uh, the various social medias to publicly shame me. And then also we got some much kinder reach outs as well. In fact, Benjamin Spence, uh, a listener of the show, actually sent us a nice email. Uh, what did Benjamin have to say? Uh, yeah, Benjamin went on to say, uh, thanks, y'all, for everything that y'all do. I, <laughs> this must be a Southerner. Uh, he said, thanks, y'all, for everything that y'all do. I was listening recently to the episode on D-Day and saw where y'all said Jabba the Hutt was the only known Star Wars pipe smoker. This, however, is not true. I don't know if anyone has already pointed it out, but if you recall in Return of the Jedi, while C-3PO is telling the story to the Ewoks, there is an Ewok that is indeed smoking a pipe. So, it appears that the Ewoks are, in fact, the most civilized in the Star Wars universe. Uh, and he's got a link to the video, of course. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, keep up the great uh, content every week and the good work. So, uh, yeah. man, thanks so much, Benjamin. But, yeah, uh, man, that's the that's the gist of it, right? Uh, man, uh, nameless Ewok uh, smoking a pipe in uh, in Return of the Jedi. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. We've talked about the pipe in, you know, in uh, uh, uh broader media on several occasions, the way that it's kind of used to connotate uh, meaning. It's an iconic statement, right? Generally, when you see someone smoking a pipe in, uh, in a play or in television or in movies or even just in any visual medium, uh, instantly you kind of pick up, okay, this person is wise, right? This person is being contemplative. They're deliberating yeah. on something. They're taking a moment. So there's, there's always, you know, the pipe is a choice. Just like in real life, John David, as you like to say, uh, when you're smoking a pipe, you're making a statement. And that is absolutely true. And so we've, if you think about, 
you know, that choice that you make in your personal life to smoke a pipe and the statement that you may be putting out there, you got to think broadly as well as, you know, narratives are being told and movies are being seen and, and characters are being created. The choice to give a character a pipe, there is a statement that's being made here. And I think yeah. that when it comes to the Ewoks, there are a ton of statements being made. Ewoks, one of the most <laughs> controversial Star Wars things several years ago. Remember that? Remember when Ewoks were the controversial thing? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, right. Boy, can we go back to those days real quickly are you i've forgotten are you pro ewok or anti-ewok i've you know what I've, i go back and forth but i think when it all comes down to it i'm not anti anything in star wars even even like the stuff that i'm like eh, all right I, I still i still love i still even uh, you know what i'll say it i'll say it i will say this i will say this on the internet and i will stand by it I, gungans I really it, I no really i'm gonna regret, say it i regret this go ahead gungans gungans are not that bad and Jar Jar Binks, in context, is fine in small doses. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> but we're not I talking. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. But let, let, let's let's continue to move on. <laughs> yeah, look, I'll, I'll uh, I could make a case for the Gungans and Jar Jar at, at any at any given point. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about the Ewoks. <laughs> now, this is the beautiful thing. If you think about back in Return of the Jedi, this is the sequence in which uh, the pipe is actually featured is as. Uh, mentioned in the email from Benjamin, when C-3PO is basically kind of telling them the story of Star Wars, basically the movie and the story thus far. Uh, now, this our, our heroes have been through some stuff at this point. Um, you know, they are on Endor. They are trying to kind of storm uh, the Imperial Fortress that is providing the shield for the Death Star. And uh, at first, when the our heroes are seen by the Ewoks, with the exception of Leia, they are seen as potentially food or some kind of sacrifice, specifically a sacrifice to their new god, C-3PO. <laughs> Here you are with this <laughs> gilded golden individual who stands tall and all of a sudden every, everybody in the Ewok community begins bowing down and worshiping him. So, you know, immediately we're supposed to kind of get the idea that this is kind of a, a primitive, uh, a primitive uh, group of uh, aliens here that they kind of have this. Uh, religious structure that, that is kind of very open to, oh, this is now bigger and shinier. Therefore, we must worship it and kill everything around it for its enjoyment, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and so instantly you you are kind of put off by that, right? Like this is, uh, they have Han Solo. He's tied up. He's being, um, uh, they're trying to light a fire under him very poorly, I might add, which is funny in an entire forest full of kindling. Uh, and uh, And so he's like trying to push, you know, <laughs> blow out the fire. Uh, Luke is trying to basically kind of work out a deal through C-3PO to kind of convince them not to do it. Leia, even she's got some pull with the Ewoks because of her relationship with Wicket, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but uh, but ultimately, it's not until C-3PO kind of flies or at least uh, Luke raises C-3PO with the force using his, quote, magic uh, that kind of, you know, exerts that power over them and, and kind of lets them know, OK, we need to actually do what he's saying. And, and so, again, this is we're, we're not really presented with the Ewoks as an industrious people, uh, a people who are, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, intellectual, let's say we're, we're not really supposed to see them at this moment as really a threat beyond just the primal threat of it's new, yeah. different, kill it, kill it. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, I mean, like th there's a lot that's being communicated here, not just in you know, those relationships, but also in the way that they're presented. Ewoks are teddy bears. I mean, let, let's just, let's just call them what they are. They're teddy bears. And, uh, <laughs> and part of the reason 
why you know there's a there's a great novelization of return of the jedi that goes into specifically uh leia and the way that she sees uh the first ewok that she sees wicket and it reminds he reminds her very instantly of a teddy bear that she had uh, a, a toy that she had when she was a young girl and so you know instantly we kind of see the marketability of the ewoks from that but we also see uh just that cute and cuddly nature despite the savagery that also surrounds them so there's complexity here is what i'm saying and i think that that complexity is important because while we are seeing them in in such a way once things do calm down and once we don't once we stop seeing them as both cannibal and teddy bear we see them in this moment where they're gathered around the fire and c-3po is sharing the story with them and the chief and the advisors are all sitting around and they're discussing as to whether or not they're going to support and lend help to the rebels. Uh, and, you know, this is where the pipe comes out. This is where they're smoking the pipe. And so we've talked about before about the pipe being kind of that, that campfire moment in your hand. Uh, and in many respects, we kind of see the pipe being used in, in such a capacity. Now, I noticed something, John David, that is interesting. We don't see a lot of uh, Ewok smoking a pipe. We see one specific pipe, which could indicate some sort of uh, kind of a similarity to a peace pipe where it's being passed around in some ways. But I like to, you know, on, on, on another viewing, it does appear like it is being held specifically by one elder. And so I wonder if there is kind of a connection to, again, that kind of eldership and wisdom that is being connotated in this moment, as opposed to the savagery or as opposed to the cuteness in this moment right here, because the pipe has been introduced because we are having a quiet moment. Wisdom has been introduced. And that my friends, that is really the power of using the pipe on screen and being able to communicate <laughs> and gear shift in a pretty major way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's one of those things when you said uh, you, you nailed it, the introduction of the pipe into the uh, into the scene, into the story, um, you're you're making a statement there. You're announcing, OK, we are uh, we're pivoting into something more serious, uh, more thoughtful. Uh, and, and I think the wisdom there, the uh, tradition of carrying on, uh, you know, the the storytelling of, uh, you know, our ancestors, you've got C-3PO, uh, you know, it, <laughs> making the uh you know, trying to describe the, uh, you know, noises of the um, yeah, sound you know, effects, <laughs> yeah, the sound effects and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it's just it, it reminds us of, uh, you know, someone sitting around the campfire, right, telling these stories of old and, uh, you know, passing these things down from generation to generation. And so it really it's the perfect place for uh, for a pipe. There's another thing that's going on here in this moment as well. And that's where I think part of the shift and where we see the Ewoks, the rest of the film is also connecting to another uh, another lore, another franchise, uh, another story that has pipes very deeply throughout. And that's the works of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. And if you think about the way in which Lord of the Rings is structured and the Hobbit to a lesser extent, um, there is, there is a, a distinct, you know, good evil battle that is being, you know, warred, but it's, it's not just good and evil. It is also nature versus technology and lucas has said specifically hmm. that the choice to use the ewoks or at least an ewok like creature was really to kind of tap into something now i don't know that he has ever really credited tolkien but i think it's pretty clear here what's going on in a very tolkien-esque way um that the very technologically advanced empire that you know they literally have a giant death laser in the sky that can destroy an entire planet <laughs> right they have a, a shield generator held up in a metal fortress that is being surrounded by armed guards with laser blasters and giant walking mechanical robot you know uh, chickens you know what i mean like they're this is 
This is a technological powerhouse yep. that stands out as like significantly different than the lush green forest that surrounds it. You know, the, uh, the trees are all very, you know, they have a history to them. They're all very natural. Uh, there's no roads here. They're, they're flying around in those, um, you know, the speeder bikes and they're having to dodge trees left and right because there is no, uh, you know, there is no like destruction of the forest from that standpoint. There is no tree yeah. uh, roads yeah. that have been paved. And so, you know, you see the empire existing in this space as that kind of abrasive technology and to be thwarted by a, a people and a group that, you know, they're, they're attacking them with sticks and rocks, man. Like they're, they're going in and, then, and they're able to take on the <laughs> empire because they honestly, they were being overlooked. It, they, the empire was probably seeing uh, them as just these random creatures or not to be taken seriously. But the reality is no, the Ewoks do have a culture. They do have a history. They do have a religion. And while, you know, it's kind of played for cuteness and laughs at the beginning or, or perhaps to some extent in kind of an insulting way, the reality is, is that because we kind of first were introduced to them through that kind of almost imperial mindset, by the end of it, we've kind of seen things through the Ewok lens. They're taking back, you know, their their homeworld. They're they're partnering up with the rebels, and they're not just combating, you know, combating the evil empire. They're combating, you know, technology that is like forced its way on their land. So I make that comparison because the shift comes in this moment, and it comes in this moment where the pipe is first introduced, and you can't talk about a war between nature and technology and with with pipes at the center of it without making that direct connection connection to J.R.R. Tolkien. Man, that that is. I mean, I, I can't believe you unpacked it the way you did. But um, I'm impressed, man. I, I gotta I gotta tip my hat to you. I mean that that is a um, that is a well uh, thought out, you know, a, an analysis of uh, you know what what is happening there during that uh, that period. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think you I think you crushed it. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, man. Like honestly, pipes in. This is why I love whenever we get a chance to talk about pipes in media, even the smallest, like literally the smallest moment, right? Blink and you miss it. Literally, blink and you miss it, right? It has meaning. There is a choice that the director is making. There's a choice that the producer is making. And so, like, I love this. I love this so much. And I, you know, I I get it. You know, we we, we joked around last episode and at the top of this one about you know me getting called out for for missing this, but the reality is is that you know. It is such a it is such a pivotal uh, sequence for these for these people. I do want to you know, we're, and we're about to talk about the actual type of pipe that's being used here as well. And I think that's yeah. that that kind of ties into the the nature technology uh, aspect as well. But first, I, I got to throw out just a, a few fun Ewok facts that have nothing to do with pipes because you can't. I mean, like <laughs> we're here, man. We, we got to do it. Uh, first things first, Ewok. Um, if that name sounds familiar, aside from the fact that it's just part of the zeitgeist now, it's interesting because Ewok was never actually used in any of the films. Like that's it's such a testimony to the the nature of Star Wars that everybody knows what an Ewok is, despite the fact that Ewok was never actually used in uh, Return of the Jedi. Now, since then, you know, of course, I've never thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, and George Lucas, I mean, he doubled down on the Ewoks. Yeah, you, you had sequel movies that dealt specifically with the Ewoks, and so he was he was all about it. And uh, but but yeah, no. The reality is, most people haven't actually seen those Ewoks movies, but yet everybody knows what an Ewok is, uh, despite the fact that it was never mentioned in return of the jedi another fun fact about the word ewok is if you think about what ewoks are they're kind of wookies cut down in size and the word ewok is actually yeah. just a rearranging of the syllables of wookie like this is what george lucas did is he took those kind of beats and he rearranged them to create the word ewok out of the word wookie yeah yeah now he's also said before too that his his original concept was that the the wookies would actually be 
the the folks that were um, you know fighting here at the end. And I, I've heard different stories from George Lucas about George Lucas when it comes to this decision. So I have no earthly idea what's actually accurate there. But I mean, you can't, you know, there, there is a, a clear indication here. Uh, Ewoks, of course, uh, C-3PO mentions that they have a very peculiar dialect and that he has a little bit of a hard time understanding it. They are kind of closed off from the rest of the galaxy. You get the sense that they don't really have space travel uh, as part of their industry or culture. Uh, that being said, there was at one point a concept on the, uh, the television series, The Clone Wars, to have an Ewok that was a bounty hunter, which for one thing no doesn't way. make any it doesn't make any sense but it would have been glorious you know <laughs> like just this really like <laughs> hardcore ewok yub nub bounty hunter that was going out and, and acting like boba fett but like a little teddy bear boba fett <laughs> I, just, I, I have trouble imagining it but at the same time it's a it's a pleasure to imagine it <laughs> exactly and that is exactly that i think that's why they didn't go with it but they still shared that that was at one point an idea they were kicking around um, you know, you can't say enough about, um, you know, the, uh, a, a, an actor who is just really, um, like poured into star Wars and, and of course made the Ewoks so very real through his portrayal of kind of the, the primary Ewok of wicket. Uh, and that's the actor of Warwick Davis. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a classic, uh, Hollywood icon at this point. And I mean, if it's got star Wars in it, he's been involved from voice acting to character acting to, uh, portraying yeah, various uh, yeah. different creatures and such. And, um, you know, and of course, you know, even beyond Star Wars, I remember uh, uh, the first time that I saw Warwick Dra- Davis out of costume, I think was in the movie Ray, uh, when he was uh, the, uh, uh, the MC at uh, one of the first uh, clubs that Ray Charles was playing at. And I was like, oh, wait, is that, is that Warwick Davis? I was like, I think that's him. I don't know. And it was, and it made me happy. Um, but fantastic actor. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, his, his career is so tied to Lucasfilm with uh, other, other things as well. But Anyway, you can't talk about Ewoks without talking about Wicket, and you can't talk about Wicket without talking about Warwick Davis. So our, our tip of the hat to him, and uh, if he's a pipe smoker and listening to this podcast, buddy, call me up, man. We'd love to have you on. <laughs> Seriously? Golly, yeah. We, we'd love to smoke a pipe with an Ewok, man. We got we to make that happen if it's at all possible. <laughs> but no, all right. So I mentioned, of course, that you know the, the big aspect of the pipe as it's used is kind of in that moment where you know the, the Ewoks do kind of enter into the... Uh, this, the the theater of war as it stands here on on indoor, and that technology versus nature. So the pipe itself that they're smoking um, is a pipe that we also see smoked, or at least a, of a similar style of another small creature like the Hobbit uh, and the various Hobbits that we see on screen in in the Peter Jackson films. And all of these movies tend to use a pipe uh, with a very specific stem that you just don't see today, and that is just straight up a wooden stem. No vulcanite, no acrylic, nothing. Just straight up, put your mouth on the wood. There it is. So yeah, Bo. I mean, you're you're right. The the wooden stem pipe. I mean, we're sitting here. If you've got a, um, you know, the the picture of this Ewok smoking a pipe pulled up, it's a, uh, you know, a kind of a, a quarter bend, uh, you know, pipe, uh, uh, maybe a mini church warden pipe that has a, you know, basically a hollowed out tree, uh, small branch that is uh, being utilized as a stem. It looks like it's being plugged into a, um, you know, you would think in in the human sense you might use a, a clay bowl, uh, but they this looks like might even be 
um, uh, like a like a half of an acorn or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and, right, right. Uh, and these Ewoks are resourceful, right? You just use what you got around you. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've uh, he's kind of hollowed out maybe this, uh, you know, gourd or a half of an acorn. He's got his pipe. He's sitting there smoking. He's thoughtfully listening to these stories uh, that are being told. Um, you know, and so we do, uh, you know, occasionally see wooden stems like this, um, but they're not very common today uh, as they were in yesteryear. And and so it's interesting. There's a whole story, a whole history of these wooden pipe stems, uh, you know, kind of the utility of them, um, and, and then how they're used, uh, you know, occasionally today uh, that we see uh, here and there as more of a, um, you know, collector's item and, or, or an oddity or something that's just interesting to have in your collection. And so um, we're actually going to visit that uh, down the road uh, and, and talk about the history of wooden stems and, um, you know, kind of the utility of that. And um, yeah, so it'll be fun. But but that's that's the idea. That's what he's smoking. You've got this uh, this tree branch that is being double purposed as a uh, as a as a wooden stem for this pipe. And um, yeah, it looks like it's working out for this Ewok. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I actually thought that a large reason why you would see a wooden stem pipe pipe on film is because maybe the the producer or the director you know, wanted that imagery of here's a pipe, but then like, like, you know, went to a pipe store, saw these like, you know, black stems on it. And we're like, well, that looks like plastic or rubber. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> like, so like, they just get a stick and they just, just jam it in there or something of that nature. But, but no, I mean like the, they, what you're saying is there actually is a, a history yeah. to the wood stem pipe. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, and um, and you know you think about too uh, the the imagery. I mean, like okay, so uh, maybe not rubber, but what? Why didn't the director use a clay pipe for that mm, instance, right? Yes, um, yes. Well, I mean, it, it, let's let's think about it, right? If you're looking at, uh, you know, you've got the the image of uh, these people uh, gathered around this uh, dark, uh, dimly lit background with these kind of shadowy figures, including this pipe smoker, and uh, you know, there's the um, you know the warmth of the of the light. Um, you know, the, the last thing you probably want would be a bright white uh, pipe, right? You'd want something that is more, uh, you know, warm and subtle and uh, evoking, um, you know, just that um, it kind of kind of depth that I think you would uh, want in that in that particular setting. And so, uh, man, the wooden stem with a dark bowl uh, pipe, it makes uh, it makes good sense to me. And uh, yeah. yeah, so but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I think it's um, I think it'll be fun. You know, at some point too, I would also love to do kind of a, a look at pipe styles as they appear in like pop culture uh, in, in kind of the choice that are made. Cause you see, you do see like wooden, wooden pipes, like fully wooden pipes in more like fantasy uh, type of shows or, or type of uh, settings. Whereas like, you know, you mentioned the clay pipe in, in most like you know, classic pirates or, or seafaring type of uh, shows, the clay pipe is, it always appears. And I mean, there's obviously there's some, some, you know, reason for that in terms of uh, the historical connection, but at, at some point it almost becomes less about the here, the less about the history and more about the, uh, you know, I- iconic nature of it. You know what I mean? In terms of, of how it kind of fits, uh, fits that setting and, and really completes the setting. Um, but yeah, well, there you go, man. Uh, Ewoks, the pipe smokers of star Wars, and uh, and hopefully we have made good with the uh, with the with the Star Wars community, uh, Star Wars uh, slash pipe smoking community overlap, which, by the way, I am one. I, I am very much a Star Wars fan. Uh, you step into my office. You will see my lightsaber <laughs> as well as, you know, I got a big giant BB-8 mug. I've got a, a you know, Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> I, got, I got a bunch of stuff. So I'm 
Um, I, in fact, actually behind me as I'm recording, I've got my Lego X-Wing and my Lego TIE Fighter uh, chilling up on either side. So there you go. <laughs> I've always been jealous of that of that Lego X-Wing, man. That that thing is that thing is sharp. I I feel like you know at some point, uh, you know, in a father father, uh, you know, a daughter relationship, that is going to have to uh, you know, be part of our our uh, our story as well. So uh, yeah, Dude, I, I like that. I like that. I've always fun. been jealous of that. Let, let me tell you that I actually got that thing um, when my kids were closer in age to your kids because I was so stressed out <laughs> and I needed an activity to like to, to take me out of my stress. You know what I mean? Something that could like, you know, especially that I could multitask. Like while I was doing some editing, uh, I could also kind of keep my hands busy, so to speak, and, and just kind of keep That's my mind. so funny, man. Instead of yeah. a Rubik's Cube, you got a, uh, a Lego set of a TIE Fighter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> TIE Fighter and an X-Wing. And I've thought about getting some more stuff, but I'm, I've got, you know, I've got to fight that collector's mindset. You know, I like, I like going for things that are very specific. Uh, you know, for example, I'm a big fan of the, the, the Funko Pop bobblehead looking things, but I've told myself uh-huh. only, only characters related to the Flash TV series, because otherwise I'm going to get everything and I don't need to do that. And uh, with the Star Wars, it's like, all right, look. <laughs> This is X-Wing TIE Fighter. Those are the classics. And, you know, if you've got that collector's mindset, but you don't want to go too crazy, oftentimes it's good to get, like, really laser focused. Like, say that you want to start collecting some pipe tobacco, for example. Well, I've got some great pipe tobacco blends that would help you get laser focused and not break the bank along, along the way. And that's actually coming from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Of course, man. Missouri Meerschaum uh, has announced some awesome pipe tobaccos this year. Uh, the 150th anniversary Crumble Cake Tobacco, just a beautiful, uh, you know, vacuum seal style tin with that uh, iconic Missouri Meerschaum logo on there. Uh, delicious tobacco that we reviewed a couple weeks ago. Along with that is the Independence Day Pipe Tobacco, which is a new iteration of a blend uh, that they came out with a few years ago. This is an awesome English aromatic tobacco that has a nice uh, vanilla, warm, nutty flavor some nougat uh, kitchen uh, type flavors in there but but then it's uh, it's mixed with this nice background of Cyprian Latakia which adds a good uh, smoky smoldery uh, depth to this particular blend so really smooth uh, great easy to keep lit and it's one of those tobaccos that only at $11.99 retail uh, it won't break the bank and you can actually get it directly from Missouri Meerschaum at corncobpipe.com so uh, check it out man we're so thankful for Missouri, Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring this show and um, man I want you to smoke these great tobaccos and, and know that you won't be disappointed i gotta tell you man the holidays are a great time to stock up on some great missouri mission uh, pipe tobaccos as well as pipes you know for me man uh you know the, it's, it's always been a tradition around thanksgiving and it's it's like it's one of those times a year that i'm really grateful that i own so many missouri mission pipes because yeah. so many people are coming in and it's a great excuse to get you know my dad my brothers together and uh, I know they didn't bring any pipes, so I've, already, I've, I've got them covered, and we're able to kind of Here, sit around. And, have this and, one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be a good time. Hey, and if you're enjoying uh, some of that great uh, Missouri Mission pipe tobacco, be sure to uh, tweet out a picture of yourself doing so. Uh, we love sharing that with them. It's a great way to let them know that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week is actually a cigar question. You know what? That's fine. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Something. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, this comes in from Shamefully Anonymous. <clears throat> Here's what it says. Is cutting a cigar in half acceptable means of creating two, albeit shorter, cigars? I'm not a huge cigar smoker and have had little to no luck keeping my humidor in a condition that has yielded anything but a bunch of dry sticks. So when I am gifted cigars, I tend to smoke them fairly quickly. The problem is... 
that while I do enjoy them, my schedule doesn't lend itself to be able to give them the time that such a special smoking occasion requires, and I don't want to waste the cigar. I've started cutting them in half for the smaller, more frequent enjoyment, and it works, hmm. but I'm wondering if this practice would make me the laughingstock of the cigar community. Again, this is coming in <laughs> from Shamefully Anonymous. Man, Shamefully Anonymous, I you know, um, it's one of those things where, um, you know... It, that, that's that's hard on yourself you know <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of frugal cigar smokers out there that do um you know do occasionally cut their cigars in half um you know but but uh you know having said that it's not something that's particularly recommended or uh common amongst some more you know sophisticated cigar smokers now let's be clear there's a big difference whether you cut the cigar in half before you smoke it or after you've started to smoke it Okay, and so you know you've got to let's let's kind of separate the two here, right? So cigars are blended, uh, you know, instead of pipe tobacco where it's just a melange of uh, leaves that are all kind of you know mixed up and squished together. uh, Hmm. Cigars are blended where you know uh, they're they're in different layers, and so the outside of the leaf, uh, you know, the outside leaf is different from the binder leaf, which holds the uh, cigar together, which is different from the filler leaf, which might be uh, bunched in different types of ways depending on what. Country it comes from, or what uh, you know, tradition it's 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 comes from, um, and then the strength of those leaves is you know variant through the entire uh, you know cigar. Because of that, a you know a cigar is blended uh, for a lot of different things. It's it's blended um, you know for uh, strength and taste, but also to a certain shape. And so sometimes, if you do cut a cigar in half, uh, you may experience a uh, a difference in that. Um, blend because you're smoking it in a smaller size than it was intended to be. Um, think about like you know, let's say you're um, you've. Yeah, I'm trying to you know draw an analogy here. It's like you know you're you're supposed to you know consume this uh, piece of cake or uh, something and and like okay, well you know y- you only eat the first part of the cake. But there's this middle part of the cake that's got this filling in it, right? And this filling in it is a really important piece of it. And, and it only is, uh, you know, enjoyable to the maker's extent if you consume it, uh, you know, at that point in the process. Well, mm. that's kind of a convoluted way to say, you know, you may experience some difference there as far as the, how the cigar was intended to be uh, smoked because it was intended to uh, – it, it was blended for a certain length, a certain size, Um now that that might be in you know specific situations, but overall, you know, if you're uh, you know one of those uh, frugal types that just are really want to take a twelve dollar cigar and make it uh, make it last a couple times because you know you're not going to smoke a you know a, a eight inch Churchill or whatever, um, you know, it, is it something that you know the most sophisticated cigar smokers are going to do? No, uh, but you know you can do occasionally if it helps you out. Um, now, one thing I'll say, I mentioned this before, if you if you light a cigar and then want to cut it later after that um, and, and then smoke the rest of it like the next day, if that's what we're talking about, that's a different conversation. Um, the, when you light a cigar, the ashes that are in the and the. Um, you know the uh, the flavors of that uh, you know tar and uh, nicotine and 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 the ash itself. You know as you're puffing on the cigar, you're actually pulling that into the uh, 
the rest of the cigar. So let's say you only smoke the first half of a cigar and have the other half left. You might think, well, you know, the other half hasn't been burned yet, so it's perfectly good to smoke tomorrow. The problem with that is that you've sucked all that flavor from the front end of the cigar after it's been combusted into the back of the cigar. And so you're you're going to get a really ashy, uh, you know, burnt uh, experience. And, and frankly, it's uh, similar to as a pipe smoker, uh, if you come back to a bowl the very next day, uh, you know, you've, uh, you've, you've lit the first part of your bowl and are going to smoke it. And now you're going to, um, you know, pick it up the next day, uh, you know, maybe because you didn't smoke all of it and you're like, well, well, you know, I don't want to waste this tobacco. Um, there's a reason that tobacco is going to taste uh, like like death, <laughs> right. and and it's because uh, you know you've you've pulled all that stuff down through the tobacco, then you've let it sit and get really stale. Uh, there's probably moisture in there that started to congeal. Um, you know, it's just um, it's just not a good idea. So um, so yeah, those are two things. You know, if you're going to cut a fresh cigar in half before you smoke it, eh, you know, it, it's probably not the um, optimal thing to do. But go for it. Won't won't hurt anything. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if it's something that you've already started to smoke and want to save the rest for later, um, man, just just put the cigar down and, and tomorrow when you're ready to smoke another one, get get another one. Maybe in the future, learn to buy smaller cigars and uh, and roll with it that way. All right. Well, there you go. Well, they go shamefully anonymous. You don't have to be so shamefully anonymous. Yeah, that, that's hard on yourself. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah this is a trust tree, right? Yeah. Don't be don't be. No, there's no shame here. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question or a cigar question, apparently, uh, be sure to send that in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the Squire. Quick fire questions. Oh, man. Thanksgiving edition coming in from Kevin Tripp. This is appropriate. Uh, are you ready, Sai? Yeah, bring it. White meat or dark meat? White meat. Oh, both eight time eight times out of ten. I, I you know I'm one of these people that I just um I, I know folks say dark meat has more flavor. Does um I, I know I don't know I'm a I'm a white meat guy. So that's the thing. Like if if we were talking about if we were just gonna eat meat, then I'd go for the dark meat. But we're gonna be pairing. You know what I mean? And so when it comes to like you know your sweet potatoes or your, your cranberries, whatever it is, like those go better with white meat. Uh, whereas dark meat is good on its own. So that's why I always get like a big slice of the white meat and a little bit of the dark meat on the side. I, I go both. I, I do both. <laughs> uh, cranberry sauce, real berries, or the gelatinin out of the can? <laughs> Don't you love, my, my grandmother used to use that stuff when you would kind of sluck out of the can, you know, uh-huh. and then it would, uh, it would, it would still, you know, it would look like the inside of the can, right, with the little uh, bumps on it and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, like, I, 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 I mean, it's tasty, right? I mean, it, it doesn't hurt anything. It's, uh, I, I prefer, I'll vote for the, you know, the real berry cranberry sauce here. My dad always makes that at, at Thanksgiving. It's always so tasty and uh, and not very hard to make. But, um, man, the, you know, the, the gelatin stuff, it's it has its place, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm going to go with real berry cranberry sauce. Yeah. Uh, how harsh do I want to be against the gelatinous in a can? Uh, maybe I should just say real berries and go on with that. <laughs> I think probably so. That's probably best. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm much more of a of a classic. In fact, uh, a friend of my mom's actually makes like the most amazing cranberry sauce with real real berries and like walnuts and everything. Nobody yeah. in her family likes it. Nobody in my family likes it. I'm like the only person that loves it, and it's like a family recipe in their family that she just nope she can't seem to pass down because nobody else <laughs> seems to like it. <laughs> and so she always makes me a little can of it every single year uh, for uh, for Thanksgiving. So so it's it's kind of a, a sweet uh, sweet tradition there. But yeah, real real berries. And gelatin out of can doesn't taste bad. It's just not real. It's just you know it's it's uh, uh it, it's very it's very American. You know I mean it's yeah. jello. It's it's jelly. <laughs> That's really what it is. All right, stuffed or dressing? Stuffing or dressing? Yeah, I you know I oh I'm I, sorry yes stuffing. I don't or dressing. really think there's a difference uh, as far as I'm can can tell. I mean I, I you know for me we've always called it dressing, but I think it's the same, right? Isn't it the same kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always interpreted them as two different things. I, I, I guess the stuffing is more of if you actually cook it as stuffing. Like, did you actually stuff the bird with the stuffing versus the dressing, which you kind of, it's stuffing, but you cooked it on the side? Okay, that, kind of okay. So, yeah, it's a, a dressing is something that you've put, uh, you've cooked it separately. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I mean, in our family, we always do dressing. Um, however, I like the concept of stuffing. I, I just don't think we've ever actually yeah. done it. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, sweet potatoes or with marshmallows or without? Uh, I'll go with. That is correct. Everything else is wrong. Uh, turkey, baked, smoked, or fried? Uh, you know, I like all the above. I mean, typically a like a brined uh, baked turkey. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. But I, I like I like a smoked and fried turkey. But I, you know, if I had to mm. pick on Thanksgiving Day what I would want, yeah. uh, I go with a baked turkey. It's classic. Yeah, same thing. I mean, the baked is classic in our family as well. However, I always get super jealous when everybody talks about smoking turkeys on Thanksgiving. We have never <laughs> done that, and I am super jealous whenever I hear that it's somebody else's family tradition. Um, pumpkin or pecan pie? Uh, pumpkin. Uh, oh, I, pumpkin pie is great, but pecan pie, like once a year, like this is the one time a year that we actually have pecan pie, and I love it. Uh, my wife actually has taken over making it in our family and it's so good. And in fact, there's one sitting downstairs right now and I'm doing everything in my power to not eat it between (laughs) now and Thursday. Uh, and then finally, man, black Friday, brave the crazies at the store or sleep in. You don't have a choice, John. I I don't have a choice. Now, if I did have a choice, it would be sleep in, but, uh, man, I would, uh, braving the crazies at the store. That's well, first of all, we've got plenty of those around here and that's just like another day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would be, um, I, 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 I'd be in the bed. Yep. So, you know, I've mentioned this before, but my background before kind of moving into, you know, uh, content was, was in retail, like, uh, and like uh, telecom retail. So I had a store in a mall, um, for a couple of years and the mall required us in order, you know, you had like these, you know, things that you had to do for your leasing agreement. And so, whereas everybody else in the company on black Friday was able to kind of roll in, you know, quote unquote early at six, we had to be there at one uh, 1 a.m. that morning. Um, all right. Boy, maybe it was at midnight. Disgusting. No, yeah. that's not right. It was 11. It was 11 the day before. That's right. We had to be there at 11 o'clock on the night of, of Thanksgiving uh, for a, a 24-hour sale. Like the, the mall was going to be open for 24 hours. And so we had to have our shop open. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so I always told myself after doing that for a few years, like every single Black Friday, 
I was like, never again. As soon as I get never out of retail, again. never again. <laughs> a toaster um, just ain't worth your dignity. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, you get some good game sales and that sort of thing. And, you know, I do I do like the, it's, it is much more enjoyable when you're a shopper and not, you know, having to hold the line. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm probably sleeping. All right, well, there you go. Thanksgiving edition. Thanks, Kevin. We really appreciate that. Uh, hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, be sure to send those in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man, listener feedback. We're, we're, we're doing something a little bit different uh, today. Instead of, uh, you know, we, we always love every single episode having listener feedback where, you know, we, we kind of open up this portion of the show. We read your emails, your comments, your thoughts, uh, your iTunes reviews, which are always great. Uh, please review the show on iTunes. Uh, but but we're doing something a little bit different uh, this week because, of course, it is Thanksgiving week. And so we really kind of wanted to take this time and just say how thankful we are to you. Um, we have been doing the show for very many years. Uh, we've had amazing opportunities. We've gotten to speak to some incredible individuals who are pipe enthusiasts or in, in the industry. Um, the opportunities that have come from that, I mean, like it's it's absolutely insane. And more insane than that and more precious uh i think i could speak for both of us than than any of that are the opportunities that we've had over the years to be able to connect with many of you uh be it at different pipe shows or those that have made their pipe pilgrimages or you know sometimes i'll be at a a completely different show and somebody a country square radio listener will be there and they'll come up and, and and mention that and you know i i have always since the beginning have always seen podcasting as a relationship i've always been very aware of the connection that can exist when, you know, just, you know, it seems like just talking into a mic, it can come across that way. But the reality is, is we're, we're, we're two guys talking in a mic and y'all are thousands of folks who are listening and listening, uh, you know, with that same passion and kind of meeting us in that same passion for, you know, the subjects that we're being talked about. I mean, goodness, pipes and star Wars, can there be two more passionate topics than that? (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, you know, I I just want to just kind of say, and just kind of affirm and acknowledge the, the relationship that exists here and just let you know, like we are so very thankful to all of you who've been tuning in, uh, who continue to tune in, who support the show. Um, you know, there's some, some kind of special mention there that I want to make mention of, but, but, you know, just at first, I just want to say thank you to our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same here, Bo. I mean, it's one of those things where, um, you know, each and every week we're, um, overwhelmed with the outpouring of support that, uh, folks in the pipe smoking community have, uh, have given us. And, um, man, you're, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're here. We do this, uh, every single week because, um, man, how much fun it is to, um, to be in community with you. And so we are very thankful. We're so, uh, you know, grateful, especially when we have, um, you know, personal events that happen in our lives that, uh, you know, are significant and you guys are right there with us. It's, uh, it's more than, uh, you know, the, just, you know, talking on, on here about pipe tobacco, but, uh, it's one of those things where we've been united because, uh, because of our common interest in this and, and we've become, uh, man in community. And so, um, that, that means the world to me and, uh, and I know it does to Bo too. And so, uh, we're just incredibly thankful and, and, um, man, very, very grateful. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, we, we, we got to give kind of some special thanks as well, because we would not be here. We would not still be doing this, uh, if not directly because of the support of uh, those of you who are, are sponsoring us on Patreon. Um, you know, a, a couple years back, I guess it was uh, two or three years ago at this point, um, we, we, we were at like a make or break moment for the future of the show. And, and we were very nervous to, to go out and just kind of just say, hey, we need y'all to support the show in order to keep it going. 
And the the instant support that we got, like we weren't even done talking about it because we were broadcasting live and the support started coming in and it was just so affirming. And, and <laughs> beyond that, I mean, like we literally just could not do the show without that support. And so we want to give just a, an extremely just a special thanks, a special gratitude to those of you who are making the show happen and, and have been yeah. supporting us financially. Um, and then also, you know, through your skills as well, you know, we got to give a major shout out to somebody that you don't hear mentioned much, but, um, our, pr- our producer and editor, Mike, who uh, came on a couple years back as well. Um, that's, I mean, without Mike, I don't know that we could still do the show at this yeah. point. He's just been, <laughs> he's been so great. And, you know, he, he puts these tiny touches in, uh, that, that a lot of times have just, just added such seasoning to the show. And so a, a very special shout out and a happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike. Uh, and then also to Buck, who is very new. And is actually already getting into yes. the, the the chaos because I, I got an email from him this morning like, hey, where's the show? And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I need to update Buck. I updated Mike and let him know that our recording was different, but I forgot about Buck. Buck, I'm not going to forget about you ever again, man. We really, we thank you so much uh, for, for your support of the show and, and bringing your skills and services from that standpoint. It's it's huge. Um, and then, of course, to uh, to the the many, many interns that have come and gone, um, let's not name their names because of course they are dead to us now, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now there's been some great, great folks, um, uh, who've, uh, been, been on the show and, and man, like I said, we just, we could not do it without that support. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Well, Hey, if you want to keep up with us throughout the holiday, uh, be sure to follow us on a Twitter at Squire radio is the show. You can follow me at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And at Squire Radio, I believe I just said that that is the Twitter handle for the show, but that's all right. Nothing wrong with uh, sharing it out again. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, all that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. We've got some great, great podcast episodes coming out for the holidays, and we're really excited to uh, to present those to you. Man, John David, I'm excited to be able to record in the same place again. This is going to be a lot of fun. I know, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. We're, um, man, looking forward to it. And, um, man, it'd just be good to hug your neck and, and probably toss back a little brown water while we're at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to be... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be some fun episodes, man. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> well, hey, man, let's go have a Thanksgiving. All right. See you, brother. Bye.